Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not a fan. Like, I don't hate him. She has mm-hmm. her moments with me. Like, she doesn't bother me like she bothers some people. I'm just here yeah. for Courtney. And I yeah, I love Courtney, kind of, you know. But I, 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 I like Kim. I mean, I get it. That's cool. Yeah. I'm more team Courtney. I, Chloe. Started of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chloe. Oh, you're team Courtney. I'm team Courtney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chloe I like Courtney because she actually did go to school, but I like Chloe. Just she's just more down to earth. I just wouldn't let Chloe in my house. Like I'll shoot no, because she'll fuck your man. Time. She'll fuck your man. And I totally cut her lip. Yeah, but Chloe would like would, she would like go with you to the family dollar store and like rack up. Probably, but you know, I'm more of a Dollar General girl, so I just have I to. I'm just really, I'm really picky about my bougie, and I just yeah. more see myself aligned and just in line, in alignment with with Courtney. We're just, I get it. <laughs> like the whole, all the way down to Scott, we get, I get it. Lord, Lord Disick. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I absolutely get it. But <laughs> Kim is. Kim's not. Kim don't turn up enough. Kim doesn't know enough. She doesn't read enough for me. She's not, you know, she's not the sharpest Crayola in the box. But I mean, when I need to like zone out, she's there for me. Okay, I get it. That's like when I listen to some, like when I listen to Little Yachty, or if I listen to yeah. whoever that little Uber boy is. Like to me. Yeah, that's what I'm just doing now. It doesn't have to. You know what, Kim is? You know how, like, when you're ready to go to sleep at night, and so, Mm -hmm. like, you cut the TV on, and you put on, like, Frasier, and you turn it down Mm -hmm. just enough so you can hear, like, the little mumblings? That's what Kim Kardashian is. She's, she's, she's ambient. You know what? She's background music. Yes. White noise. White noise. <laughs> That's what Kim Kardashian is. So she she has her place. Yeah. It just she, her place just isn't with me. And no, that's okay. I, and I see that. Yeah, it's fine. It's just, she's not for it's, everyone. Hey, you know, but I just I, I I don't I feel like she's ruined Kanye for me. Um, oh, yeah. done enough. She has all black men, and it's sad because I don't really I I genuinely don't think she meant to. I think she grew up under the OJ tutelage. Like OJ kept running around Hollywood. I'm not black. I'm OJ, and so they <laughs> really. Kind of like, yeah, it's okay to hang around with black people, and black people are fun, and all the you know, it's okay, because their dad was BFF with OJ. So it all makes sense right. where they get their affinity from. But with that whole, you don't have to worry about being black. You can just be Tyga, or you can just be Kanye, or you can just, like, any nigga who falls for that shit is dumb as fuck. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Like, your wealth does yeah. not... It's not an invisibility cloak. As OJ learned, even yeah. though his wealth did buy him his freedom, it did. Well, it got, it bought him the like first time. 
it didn't buy his freedom because even then he still lived under absolute scrutiny until he ended up in jail. Right. Of course. They wasn't going to let him get off on that. Yeah, the country clubs and things that he used to enjoy before, all of that stopped. So he was a little nigga in his own bubble. And it was sad. He was a bubble nigga. Well, I'm trying to figure out how do I get to my email box. So you want to just get into it? Yeah, let me pull up the flow a little because I ain't even write it down. Um, the little, little, little girl who got you fucked up. Okay. So at first I didn't have no who got me fucked up. So let me just mm-hmm. tell you, occasionally, you know, every blue moon, I'm a broke bitch. And so mm-hmm. I have to, like, call and make payment arrangements on certain things. So mm-hmm. this month we was – You said what? Girl, we all do. Welcome to my world. It's okay. You know, it's you know, it's life. It, things happen. Sometimes your money get a little funny. It ain't tight, but it ain't right. And so, th- so today I called Cox Cable, and I was like <laughs> – I need, I don't like talking to people. I just have, it gives me anxiety. So I always do the online chat thing. And so I did that. Mike is my representative. Mike comes on. He's like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, hey, I need a payment arrangement until the 17th. Can you make Mm -hmm. that happen? He said, let me see what I can do. I said, okay, thank you, Mike. So Mike comes back and he says, "Um, can't do that. It has to be earlier. I said, how early Mm -hmm. is early? He said, the 13th. I said, I can't do the 13th, but I can do the 14th. He said, I can't mm-hmm. do that. I said, mm-hmm. well, why can't you? Like, other people have done this for me. It's literally one day. You're doing the 13th. I just need one more day. You, you can do this, Mike. Cycle. Anything less. Yeah, he wasn't feeling it. He just was not here for it. And I'm like, I know that you can do this, Mike. I, I believe in you. So right. he's like, no, I can't do it. But I went ahead and did it for the 13th. I was like, but I need you to cancel that because that's not what I asked you. And he says, no, don't worry about it. It's okay. It's it's fine. And I was like, no, it's not fine because I'm not paying you on the 13th. I can pay you on the 14th. I don't need my cable and internet disconnected on the 13th. And he's like, mm-hmm. it's just one day. It's okay. And I'm like, no, Mike, no. it's not okay because I don't want any interruption of my services and I don't want a failed promise to pay because oh, if I have to do this again, you said what? Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say you don't want to pay this, the $35 reconnection fee. That too. That seat. <laughs> That too. So I'm like, you know, if I have a failed promise to pay, this may not happen. I may not be able to get it because I didn't make good on my last one. So you see, Mike, this is not working for me. I said, don't worry about it. I'm going to go ahead and call the call center. He's like, no, no, it's fine. Like, really, this is what promise to pays are for so that, you know, you don't get cut off. And I'm like, no, that's exactly not what it's for. It's to extend the payment so that I can pay it on the date that I tell you that I can pay it. So he keeps telling me, don't worry about it. It's good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. So I'm like, Mike, you're not helping me right now. Like, and I'm being as nice as I can. And I'm just like, Mike, like, you're not helping. I need you at this point to just stop chatting with me. Just stop talking to me. And he's still going. And he's like, girl, do I have it still pulled up? He was like, he said, because see, I was going to write a 
a strongly worded letter to the damn uh, Cox Cable. He going to tell me, I said, I'm not understanding what you're saying. Please cancel it. I will call the call center. He tells me he can't do that. He says payment extensions just make the service interruption day to be later instead of their original date. So no worries. Mike, what? that's not what I called you. Right. <laughs> right. So at that point, I said, <laughs> at that point, I said, Mike, you're not helping, but thank you. <laughs> Can you end this chat? <laughs> so he transfers me to Albert. <laughs> it's not a call. It's a chat. He transferred a chat. To Albert, and so Albert is like, "How can I help you?" So I'm like, "You know what? Listen, Albert, you cannot help me." <laughs> I just need y'all to hang up so I can save this transcript because I'm going to write Cox a letter. He's like, "Oh, all you gotta do is hit the button and it'll email it to you." So I'm like, "Bong, thank you. You've been the biggest help out of everybody." I call Cox, I tell Cox what mm-hmm. happened, and the guy was like, yeah, I'm sorry about what Mike was doing. Let me transfer you to somebody who can set you up. I called, they transferred me, I got what I wanted, just like that. So, Mike, you could have did it. You really could have. I was going to write a letter, but because I got what I wanted, I feel like I don't need to, because I don't want to make it bigger than it has mm-hmm. to be. But <laughs> he really was fucking with me. Like, what, just you're going to set the promise to pay on the day you think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's your money. It, that, see, that's what I don't like, okay? And I know this is not the same thing, but I got into it where I had to curse the little girl out of Subway because I told her, <laughs> I was like, listen, I want three pickles on my sandwich. And she just proceeded to dump a whole bunch of pickles on it. And I was like, bitch. You said three pickles? three pickles on my, I want three and pickles. And that's what I want, three pickles. I want all my sandwiches. I don't want a whole bunch of pickles because I'm going to put the olive on there. And you don't know my right. taste buds, you don't know my life. I'm asking for three pickles, bitch. You have to make it. That's your job. Right. Literally, you're a fucking sandwich maker. You make the fucking sandwich. Like, this is in the debate. Sandwich this is democracy. This is my sandwich. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to pay for it. And I was so pissed at her because I was so mad. I almost threw that sandwich at her. I almost right. blew that sandwich. I had to walk out, got in my car. I bit into my sandwich, and I was mad because also I was like, put a little bit of salt and pepper on it. She put like four shakes of salt on it, and I was like, bitch, <laughs> I said a little bit. And, you know, like I'll be real, like, listen, when I'm at the subway and I say I want a little bit of mayonnaise and you put your mayo, McAllister taste bud mayo fetish shit all over my shit like like you lost your fucking mind. And it's like, like oozing out like, the sandwich. And then like the sandwich is all smeary yeah. and on top. And, I know. Ugh. It tastes like mayonnaise. Like bread is like mayonnaise. <laughs> Too much. And I just know yeah. how I like my sandwiches. And I, know, and I know it's not the same, but I just really felt, you know, strongly. No, but in the bigger scheme of things, it is the same because like, who is giving these people like authority God to do what the fuck they want to do? How are you just who, uh, like I said? I what I said. You know, I don't. I like I didn't ask for your. I, and too much people forget that part of customer service sometimes. Like you right. know, sometimes you know, people be like, oh, you know, if I say I want something like this, and they be like, well, you know, why you want to do it that way? If you do it this way, it's like if you're not going to save me money, 
if you're not really, you know, doing me another favor, then no, I'm not going to take your suggestion. And that's another thing you have to pay attention to when you make those mm-hmm. calls. Like a lot of times when they try to rope you into other things, well, I can do this for you, I can do that for you. Make sure you pay attention. If they're not giving you, like, a discount or saving you fucking money, don't take their shit. Tell them no. Right, right. Like, I'm late. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they try mm-hmm. to mess you rent it for some other little deal is long-term or, you know, you never really know the term of service and it's always kind of shady or, you know, muddy or murky or whatever, trying to really understand the contract. So, yeah, no, don't, yeah, because then he, what he really probably would have did was put you in some type of position where you probably would have owed more or, exactly. you know, your whatever, like, minimum balance probably would have went up. Right. Anything. Like, right. you don't know what he's trying to do. So, yeah, I feel like he's just like, that's not what I asked. And you have to really stick to your word. Like, I mean, I legit asked for three pickles, bitch. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about this shit. It's not a democracy. I want three pickles. Put three pickles on me. Right. And the it's fact that he told me it couldn't be reversed. Like, what do you mean it mm-hmm. can't be reversed? Lies. Just like you Where click that lies? button, you can unclick that button. What, who are you talking to? Like, come on. I was son. told by Apple Care that that was lies. Like nope. don't 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 play me, girl. Mm. Yeah. So who got you fucked up? I mean, like right now in this moment, absolutely nobody. Good. Really? I am now. Like I I I I'm 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 extremely excited about it. Um, about what? I'm, I'm, I'm just unfucked with. Like I'm unfuckwithable oh, right now. That's I'm good. Just, Absolutely, honey. Like, so the plug, you know, I got in touch with him, and I've been telling him, like, you know, I wanted some Girl Scout cookies, and I haven't had them in a while. And today mm-hmm. he totally came through for a bitch. And I was like, look at this. That's good. Like, that's my nigga right there. Like, I fucks with this. Right. Girl, like, tough the long way. You know what I'm saying? And just, you know, had a great weekend, had a good time. Shout out to the Facebook group. Shout out to my friend, Tunti. <laughs> Speaking I of plugs, my friend blessed me with, like, uh, just the goodies. Like, I got some Kardashian <laughs> Kush. I got some Ooh. dirty Sprite. Not the, yeah, like, drink, yeah. but, like, the actual weed. And I got, and she gave me two mm-hmm. edibles. And then she gave me, like, this THC tea. I haven't Ooh. had that one yet, but I took the edible. But okay, so I was to ask about that dirty sprite, but go ahead, go ahead. I haven't smoked a dirty sprite yet. I did the Kardashian Kush last night, and I I was unfazed. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What? It's not working." So I'm gonna try it again tonight. I'm gonna smoke more oh, and see what happens because I it wasn't doing nothing for me. Um, so I hope my tolerance isn't too high. Like I don't know, but I had the damn edible it was a gummy edible and it's super mm-hmm. small it's like the little fruit thingies little fruit chews and so I'm like you know she was like oh it's just gonna make you relax like you really gonna like that one so I was like all right bet I'm gonna just eat the whole thing because it's a little teeny tiny gummy Hello. and so girl I ate that gummy so after like an hour I'm like oh this feels really good like I'm I'm great at the two-hour mark, I was laid out on the couch. I could not open my eyes. Like, was done for. I was sleep for the rest. On a Saturday, sleep for the rest of the night. And I think I chewed it at, like, 7. And I was sure. done. 
I said we don't get big hands. Because I'm thinking it's small. No. You see, okay, when was the last time you smoked those? Like the day before, day, the two days before. Two day, okay. Maybe I was going to say, if you had said like a week or something, I was going to say like maybe it's because you hadn't smoked in a while. Um, but also, too, with the edibles, like I've done brownies and cookies, and I've had some that'll sit you on your ass, and I've had some that were dead. Yeah. I find that, you know, usually, like, to start is just a rule of thumb would be to break it in half. Right, and that's that's what I tell everybody is to, you know, break it in half when it's Mm -hmm. edibles. But the person who gave it to me does not smoke like that, like, barely. So when she took it and she said it just made her relax, I'm thinking, okay, I smoke way more than she does, like, way more than she does. So I should be good. And it was so tiny. And no, it it was powerful. It was powerful. Mm-hmm. I wish I had stayed. Like I, I really do wish I had cut it in half because it would have been great for the nights I have insomnia. But she did give me a peach ring, and I can't wait mm-hmm. to eat it. So, are you gonna take your tea to work? Hell no. Hell. I need to be able to to focus because these people crazy. Y'all know how I be fussing at these people. Bella, I absolutely. I'd be so fucked up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. They would fire me on that day because I just wouldn't care. <laughs> I'd be in there like I don't give a fuck what none of y'all do it here. <laughs> mm. Lord have mercy. Bad idea. Let's get into um, what we are going to talk about. So, hold on. All right. You ready? I'm ready. So, in the wake of Donald Trump and what is clearly the dumbest presidential administration ever, uh, just everybody's running amok. Mm-hmm. And of these people, not only are the politicians running amok, celebrities are running amok. Um, mm-hmm. As we know, there are conservative, right-wing, evangelical celebrities, which, you know, strange and weird, but, you know, they exist. And um, then there are people who um, are celebrities and have, you know, probably been a celebrity for a while and just kind of lost a little bit of touch with reality, um, as in the case of Selma Hayek. Fuck that bitch. So, basically. This here, I, oh, gosh, trigger warning for extreme um, Becky-isms that you're about to hear. (laughs) I just, it's so draining. I'm drained. I was drained reading the thing, the article. Oh, God, it was awful. And I kind of, honestly, I felt... 
I felt Jessica Williams's emotions in that article. Whoever wrote the article did a very good job because, like, I felt it. Like, I've been that person. You know what I mean? Mhm, mhm, yeah, and for people who don't know, there was um, I'm trying to look here so I can kind of just get to it um a luncheon for women in Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, actually women celebration of women filmmakers um it was a um luncheon that they had and invited women who were filmmakers of all um backgrounds and some uh so, well, mostly actresses and stuff and filmmakers and, you know, women who've directed and things like that. And um, they were at a luncheon and they, you know, were taking turns asking uh, the women to speak and talk about their experiences. And mm-hmm. so I'm um, just going to kind of skip ahead. Uh, Jessica Williams was asked to speak. And... Um, let me see if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. Then Jessica, well, hold on, hold on. I'm going to read these comments because I want um, I want everybody to kind of get an idea of where this going to go. My feeling, said Selma Hayek, is that we are about to go to war. But she had a warning. Hayek at Sundance with Miguel Arturetas, Beatrice at dinner, agreed that more women need to be hired so that female voices can continue to be recognized by the new administration. But be careful that we don't fall into victimization, she added. I don't want to be hired because I'm a girl. I want them to see I'm fabulous. Don't give me a job because I'm a girl. It's condescending. Chona McLean at 82 wearing purple and pink in honor of Saturday's Women's Marches chimed in saying that Donald Trump presented a challenge to each of our inner democracy and urged everyone at the table to explore their core identity. Then Jessica Williams, the former Daily Show correspondent who was at Sundance as the star of Jim Strauss' The Incredible Jessica Jane, spoke up. I have a question for you, Williams 27 said to McLean. My question is, what if you are a person of color or a transgendered person who, just from how you look, you already are in a conflict? Right. But change your point of view, McLean offered. Change your point of view of being victimized, I'm saying. Find the democracy inside. Whatever the fuck that means. That's I'm why sorry. I was like, what does find the, dem- the democracy mean? Like your inner democracy? What the hell is that? This shit that white folk ain't got. Some shit that they made up that they're going to try to post, put, you know, put the burden on um, people of color to try to fake live up to some standard that doesn't exist or that they can't even right. themselves look to because they voted for Donald Trump. Fuck them. Come on. Right. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I told you. I took on the emotions. Girl. She says, I'm sorry. Hayek says, jumping in. Can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am, Williams answered. Who are you when you're not black and you're not a woman? Who are you and what have you got to give? Williams took a deep breath. A lot. But some days I'm just black and I'm just a woman, she said. 
Like, it's not my choice. I know who I am. I know I'm Jessica, and I'm the hottest bitch on the planet. I know. No, 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 Hayek said. Take the time to investigate. That's the trap. There is so much more. Right, agreed McLean. The more is inside. Woodson, whose speech at the Women's March at Sundance was praised as one of the most powerful and effective last week, looked down and said she was struggling to articulate herself. Pierce tried to help her, saying that when she goes out in public looking masculine, she causes discomfort in a way Williams might as a black woman. But that wasn't quite right. Totally so after moments of reflection, Williams returned to Hayek. I think what you're saying is valid, but I also think that what you're saying doesn't apply to all women. I think that's impossible. What part of it is impossible, Hayek responded. You're giving attention to how the other one feels. Because I have to, Williams said. If you have to do that, then do that, Hayek said. Then that's your journey. But I want to inspire other people to know it's a choice. It's absolutely not a choice. This was when mudbound filmmaker Dee Reeves, who had had moments earlier introduced herself as a black queer director, jumped in. At this lunch, she said, she didn't feel like she was posing a threat to anyone, but in line at the bank, things were different. I don't see myself as a victim, she said. Jessica doesn't see herself as a victim, but it's how you're read. I also feel like the word victim, I feel like it has bothered me, Justin Williams replied. When I talk about feminism, sometimes I feel like being a black woman is cast aside. I always feel like I'm warring with my womanhood and wanting the world to be better and with my blackness, which is the opposite of whiteness. Cora, who had been in the kitchen cooking lamb stew in halibut, wandered over to share that she grew up gay in Mississippi, where she was sexually abused from age six. No matter an individual's experience, she said, she just wished all women would have one another's backs. It was a somewhat of an abrupt turn and transparent. This is shade. <laughs> this is why I giggle because they shaded the fuck like, out of her. Continue. <laughs> girl, like where the fuck did she come from? Like, like no one asked you, sis. Go back and cook. Like, I just, but you that though, right? But that, part of like what they do when they're trying to silence you they just say oh i wish all women you know could have right. each other's back and just like, like no 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 bitch no 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 right no, now no, we're no. talking about me and what i'm going right. through and i need you to be and i need you to not understand to, and, and i need you not to diminish what i'm saying and i need you not mm-hmm. to make me try to forget you know what i mean like don't don't change the subject it is what it is you're just guilty and you don't want to deal with it not to mention, don't talk about having um having women having each other's backs when y'all bitches ain't even have fifty three percent of you didn't even have Hillary's back. I mean, I'm just gonna okay. throw that out there. Ninety four percent of black women. I'm the ninety four. Again, you know, throughout all of these trials and tribulations that we're about to experience under the Trump administration with his buffoonery and stupidity, um, okay. I just want everybody to know it's not my fault. So my mm-hmm. petty prevails. I'm a ninety four percent type of bitch. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Stores, shirts and stores, while supplies last. We'll look, we'll look <laughs> um, shout out to Brina. Um, it was a somewhat of an abrupt turn and transparent creator Holloway returned to Williams to ask her to continue speaking. With intersectional feminism, 
It's our responsibility as white women to recognize that when there are people of color or people who are queer, we need to prioritize your voices and let you speak the loudest and learn from your experience because we haven't been listening. So please, Jessica, finish your thoughts. Williams, visibly uncomfortable, said she also wanted to encourage all the women in the room to pay special attention to women of color and LBGT, LGBT women. Excuse me. I think we need to not speak over black women, she said, not assign them labels. What does this mean, speak over, Hayek asked? What That's you're what fucking you doing now, you stupid bitch? To project your ideas on me, Williams said. I think there's a fear that if we present an idea that, hey, maybe black women have it a little bit harder in this country, because we do, black women and trans women do, and if we're having it a little bit harder, it doesn't invalidate your experience. I really am begging you to not take it personally. Williams continued referencing Planned Parenthood to support her argument. While many women may rely on the clinic, she said four out of five women who use their services are women of color, which is true, amen, hallelujah, so when you say women of color, hi again, then she noticed that Williams was not making eye contact with her. Jessica, do you mind if I look at your eyes? Williams barely looked up. Still back and forth continued with Hyatt questioning whether or not she was considered a woman of color in Williams' estimation. Nearly everyone in the room responded that Hyatt was bitch. Oh, girl. Okay. So this is where I really wanted to fly off the rails with this hoe. Because as a woman who, and, and then let me let me take it back to Selma Hayek when she first came out on the scene. She was the stereotypical spicy Latina with the hourglass figure and mm-hmm. all the white men were falling over her because she was so hot. But the problem was she was Mexican. And in this world, it was so difficult because she lived this different lifestyle where she was humble and had, you know, her meager beginnings in Mexico, blah, 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 blah. But then when J-Lo started popping, she jumps up and somehow it's like, oh, no, J-Lo's not a real Latina because she wasn't born in Central America and she doesn't speak Spanish. She was born in New York. She's American. So I'm sorry, honey. No, 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 no. For you to be sitting up here acting high post like this right now with this black woman and you are Mexican and Arab girl, Says you, she tried the fuck out of it, and I'm sorry, but she was rude, and it just. <sighs> so anyway, and she really is sitting here. I don't know why she doesn't understand what Jessica is trying to impart to the women in the group. Mm-hmm. Jessica has audience with the quote unquote white feminist TM movers and shakers. And so really what she just said to them was, you know, don't shout over us. Please, you know, let us have our say when you're in our presence or when you're in your presence and just, you know, let us be us. You know, don't try to categorize me. Don't try to say this is what I am. Don't project your feelings and thoughts onto me and say find my inner democracy when, when bitch, that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Right. You're just throwing out because phrases. We, we, you know what I'm saying? I think the difference is is that when black women and women of color talk about these issues that, you know, feminism, you know, wants to address because they're not addressed in the patriarchal, you know, establishment of the Congress, it's life and death for, for us. For you, it's, right. this, is a, this is an option. Yeah, you know, you all may, you know, get caught up in it, you know, if you're really poor enough and all that other kind of stuff. But for the most part... You're going to be white, and you'll find a way. It'll be all right. Either you're going to marry another white man or, 
you know, you're going to get by just off your privilege somehow. You know, you have your struggles and your hiccups, but it's not life and death for you. On average, white women survive breast cancer like two to three compared to black women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They Their life expectancy is still higher than ours. You know, on average, they have less stress and have more free time and more income and things like that. And probably have not worked as hard as a Latina woman. So, right. no, it's like it's like you try to explain and then you act like this. And then for Selma Hayek, Selma fucking Hayek, to do this, to be the one to, to really be the, the mantle, you know, I mean, I get Shirley McLean. She's 81. She don't know no better. She an old ho, whatever. Mm-hmm. But fuck we know. You know better. We, right. Fuck. Beat off. <laughs> beat off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what, where's the hit off? Hit off. Hit off. You want to hit something. Hit off. Hit Girl, but just, I'm offended. Do you mind if I look in your eyes, bitch? Right, like don't. Do you mind if I, if we not, like, oh, no, no, you know better. You know better because you know what it was like coming into the industry and being Mexican and the jokes and how you had to fight to not be made and turn down those roles and blah, 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 blah. Bitch, you right. understand it. So no, you absolutely you're not, understand. You're not gonna. You're not. I know you know better. So no, you're not gonna act like this. No, because she <laughs> thinks that she has like transcended. You know, she's made mm-hmm. it so far that she's above all this stuff, and you're not. You're not. Mm-hmm. It so takes one white person to put you in your place, honey. And listen, half of a white person, not even a whole white right. person, right? Right. To remind you, because I feel like, I mean, I was arguing on Facebook about it with this dude, and yeah, his name sounded, you know, Latino or whatever, but because I was like, she lost her Mexican ass mind. And he was like, well, what is her Mexican to be a do about it? And, you know, like trying to say I was myopic in my thinking and blah, blah, blah. I was like, she's a woman of color. I know she knows better. I said, and tell her something where they're trying to build a fuck ass wall, like right now in 2017, I ain't playing no games with y'all. Exactly. You know, I said what I said. You know, you get it. You know what time it is. And you're going to be out here. She, I, girl, she tried it. She tried to fuck out of it. And I was just just offended. Because it's like, you know better. And I don't have time for it. I'm not playing these little reindeer games with you. Girl, hold on. I still got my room. Okay, so Williams barely looked up. Still, the back and forth continued with higher questioning. Oh, yeah, yeah, there she was. Wouldn't solve it if women just all had each other's backs in general, Cora asked suddenly. Sure, Pierce said. The thing is this. Yes, all women can work together, but we have to acknowledge that black women have a different experience. She's here struggling, and we keep shutting her down. I don't think anybody here shut her down, Cora said, fighting back. Can I interrupt because I feel misunderstood? Hayek agreed. It's not shutting you up. I feel misunderstood on one point. We should be also curious about our brain by being the best that you can be. That's what I was trying to say to you. Let's not just spend all the time in the anger, but in the investigation. Baby, I'm Mexican and Arab, so you know I'm addressing Williams. I'm from another generation, baby. When this was not Don't call me, baby. baby. 
girls. My generation, they say, go back to Mexico. You'll never be anything other than a maid in this country. By the heads of studios, there was no movement. Latina women were not even anywhere near where you guys are. I was the first one. I'm 50 years old, so I understand. You don't understand, William said, shaking her head quietly. Leave attention to wrap up the conversation, noting that many had planes to catch. But it was clear to all that despite the moments of palpable discomfort, an important discussion had just occurred. Rarely do prominent women in Hollywood voice such uncensored opinions. In the days following the record-breaking women's marches across the country, it's tempting to view women as a unified force, but there's still thorny discussions to be had before everyone joins hands and starts singing Kumbaya. I'm tired of these unproductive conversations, and then I'm tired of people mm-hmm. saying, well, you know, it's time for us to start having these conversations, and it's like, we're having it right now, but you're refusing to see it from my point of view, so this where are why, we going with this? This is why, for me, it's very simple to be black and white about certain situations. Mm-hmm. It's like, either you want to get it or you don't. Right. And I'm not about to jump through all, for my own sanity, I'm not about to jump through these hoops with you trying to break it down for you. It's too much. And I got enough on my plate as is. Like I said, they've had a long-ass time to really sit down and reflect on what happened and set it up in society where we don't go back to that again. Mm Mm-hmm. That white people have had that power and that time and opportunity, and they did not take it. They squandered it. Right. And it's not like we've been trying to talk to them. It's not like we've peacefully demonstrated and marched. At this point, I owe, we owe them nothing, and you never will. Morally, you already have the high ground. Toni Morrison said this. She was like, she was like, white people will never be morally superior to me. Mm-hmm. Never. Because she was like, not only did you um, create slavery and let it happen, I mean, create slavery, but you let it happen. There are a lot of well-meaning white people with the best intentions and the purest of hearts sitting there not saying shit while that shit was happening. And that's the point. It's like everybody was like, well, it wasn't me. Like, you let it happen. But you let it happen. You don't say shit. Or you say, you know, it's all going to work out. Just give it a chance. Like, no, when are you going to stand up for something? Exactly. Like when, like again, you had a chance. You had a fucking chance to make this nigga not be in a White House. You let the man win the thing, and mm-hmm. that was your opportunity. Mm-hmm. I, you mm-hmm. can never ever say black people didn't try. Like you just can't. We've been trying, and it's like right. We're in, like, living in this country is living in an insane asylum. Yes. Because you you start to think, like, am I crazy? Like, is what I'm saying just so absurd or just out of the box, you know? Just mm-hmm. to have basic, uh, a basic understanding of what my, what, what I go through. Like, is that so asinine? Like, it it, it really does make you feel like you're going nuts. Mm-hmm. And see, that's the thing. It's like you sitting here, you know, breaking your neck trying to be a productive member of society, and for what? They just and for what? Right. And they at this point, while, you're just a well-achieved nigga. 
Mm-hmm. Right. You jump through all the hoops. Good for you, little nigger seal. And right. <laughs> nigger seal. Ignorant bars. As long as you know. As long as you know. And um, it's like also, oh man, hold on. Okay. Yeah, also, what was my other point? Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Just, Nobody is accountable for anything. Mm-mm. And um, it's interesting now. I think what we're seeing, because I was at work and I was talking to a coworker, um, and this was, you know, the weekend, the week after, you know, the, the Muslim ban went into effect. And the news broke, I think, like uh, Saturday is when it broke. Mm-hmm. And so when I got to work, you know, because I have people who work in my office who are Muslim and Muslim-looking, if you know what I mean. And so <laughs> I was just, you know, talking to one guy, and um, I'm like, you know, like genuinely concerned because in the kitchen, is CNN is on. So mm-hmm. you couldn't help but see you know, what the fuck, or whatever. Right. So I'm talking, and I'm like, you know, I'm worried. And he goes, oh, the kids and I and the wife, we drove uh, to New York. Everything's fine. Everyone's overreacting. And I just looked at him, and I was so shocked because, number one, um, I want to say he's Persian. Mm-hmm. Not quite sure. But he looks... Um, like if you know you were ignorant, you know Middle Eastern descent. Right, he's dark, mm-hmm. and his last mm-hmm. name rhymes with Iraq. I want to say he's Iranian, but I think Iran is part of Persia. Anyway, so yeah, just when he said that, I just was like, I and I said it. I was like, I historically, I have no reason to believe that this is going to be okay. Right. I was like, I have like we don't have let's stop acting like we have a great history of the United States and how it was founded. Like, no, we don't. Everything we do, everything we have done has been in violence. Everything. Mm-hmm. Us getting freedom, our ancestors getting freedom was in violence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like and I I also it also bothers me too. I mean, it's not the same thing, but same vein, different arm. When people are like, you guys are protesting and you're turning violent and there's just no reason for that. And it's like, how is there not when this this fucking country was built on it? Mm-hmm. What do you think a war is? They don't call each other up and paint their nails and braid their hair and talk mm-hmm. it over. That's not how this shit is done. I just... Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand other brown people who just don't get it. You are not above it. You're not. 
They look at you like a nigga too. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Behind your back, they call you sand nigga or raghead. Yeah. This shit is wrong. Yeah, and I think maybe they they've conditioned themselves to think that you know they've achieved the American dream, but you know I think we are that reminder that <laughs> ain't no dream, baby. That dream here. wasn't for us. That dream was never mm-hmm. for people of color. Mm-hmm. And, and let's stop buying into it. that American dream anyway. Right. By our own dreams. Because the right. reality is, they'll take it away. Okay. They'll find a way to take it away. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was explaining to the guy at the liquor store. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they want to, you know, remove the line between church and state. So I said, it's, you know, the way it is now, the state doesn't govern the church and the church doesn't govern the state. I said, if you remove that line and the church can govern the state, I said, they can easily say, you know what, we don't want anybody owning liquor stores to sell liquor in this state. Right. It could turn into a dry state. Right. I'm like, they can shut you down anywhere you want to go. He's like, I can't fly. No, I can't be out this way. This is what I do. I was like, yeah, but see, you are not even Muslim, but I was like, because you're brown, I was like, that's what they're going to assume about you. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're Pakistani, Uzbekistan, Afghan. It doesn't matter. Like, no, that's it why doesn't. They are packing, that's why they're packing Sikhs. And it's like, that isn't even Islam. <laughs> <laughs> But they don't care. But that's that's right. They that shows you they don't even care to learn. Like right. They don't even know the difference. They don't. And you know they don't. Right. You you know they don't know the difference. What bothers me, like there's a um we used to go to this so there's a strip mall down by our house. And so when we don't feel like doing laundry at the house, we'll go to that strip mall and use the laundromat. Well, there is a Middle Eastern man who owns that entire strip mall. Now, mm-hmm. in the strip mall, there's like a pizza place, the laundromat, a little convenience store, a Chinese restaurant, and a church, right? So, and it's in an area where it's a lot of poor white people and it's a lot of black people. And so, mm-hmm. Pearl happened to go into this convenience store and she was standing in line. I'm at the laundromat, she was standing in line. A black man came in to ask for a job. This Middle Eastern man says to him, no, because you're all the same. Hmm. So I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like, we we boycotted this. Like, we refused to buy there. Because it's like, you, we're good enough for you to take our money. We're good enough for you to come into our neighborhood. You don't put back in our neighborhood. You treat us like shit because you think you're better than us. But you're not. Like you're, you're. They see you just like us. Like that, you were all the same to them. They do not care mm-hmm. to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Like you posted a thing about the hijabi or the hijab and the burqa, and there was two others. Uh, I don't want to mess up the name, but mm-hmm. there's a difference. They they will mm-hmm. call it a burqa. Yep. All of them, all four, will be a burqa. You know why? Because they don't care to know. Because it, it it pains them and it inconveniences them to just take a few more seconds to learn more about you because it doesn't benefit them. Mm-hmm. 
but you don't see that. You just want to live up to this standard of white that you will never, ever accomplish, ever, because you'll never be white. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. I'm just so... (sighs) And now, in this climate, I just don't have any tolerance for it because it's too late at this point. Like, like the writing's on the wall at this point. I don't understand. And you look to us, you know, they look to us to save them when shit goes wrong because that's the type of people we are. As black people, we're so fucking forgiving. We'll mobilize in any situation. Y'all love our strength. Y'all love our organization skills, how we get shit done, our strength, all of that y'all taking, you taking, you taking. I'm talking to white people and other POCs that are not, that do not identify as black. Y'all take all that shit Mm -hmm. from us. But you set yourself apart. And that's Mm -hmm. just not fair. Just like how now they're trying to make little slick comments about black women, you and the Women's March, because they kept talking about they voted for Hillary. Like, bitch. Is that we wouldn't have to have a march if y'all bitches voted like we spoke to. Exactly. 94% of the women did their fucking job. We did mm-hmm. what we had to do. You failed right. us so again. Everybody's right. Everybody's right. These weren't just our rights. These right. were all right. We were doing the duty. We were talking the talk and walking the walk. And then you voted for him anyway. So, no, like, if you don't understand why I'm at a loss, then I don't know what else to tell you. Right. And just, yeah, it's a little disheartening. I'm just going through my whole stages. I'm just going through my stages right now. I'm going to be a little salty about this for a while because anything that happened, it all could have been avoided. And, you know, it's just another day. Right. Oh, well, Muslim bans, people who are supposed to come to the country and get surgeries can't get in. People with visas, people with green cards can't get in. Oh, well, people fleeing from war-torn countries getting sent back and dying because they couldn't get in. Oh, well, you know, that's God's will, right? Right. Don't panic, right? <laughs> no I just, I, I went from, like being so like scared and like oh my god what's gonna happen to now I'm just like you know what serve y'all asses right I'm back and forth yeah of course of course because you don't want to see you know what I mean like you don't want to see bad shit happen to people you know especially people who don't deserve it right I don't have any I don't get any pleasure from watching I legit don't. Like, this is sad. And I also I'm like them crazy-ass white people. I know that when they're done with the Muslims, they can't easily come for us. So that's why, at the same time, I'm not dancing too fucking hard, but it gives me solace because they've unleashed this terror back onto us. They're trying to bring back Nazism. That's just fucking crazy. Like, we're talking about Nazism in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. You talk. Fucking Nazis, bro. 
So we were going to talk about um, LeBron James. <laughs> what King James do? Well, LeBron, he met um, Charles Barkley. You know that he is from motherfucking Cleveland. He was bone thug and harmony as fuck out of that. And he was watching his little ball head, long ass, trash ass, mouth, trout mouth, bitch. <laughs> 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 I've never seen it for Charles Barkley. Never. Oh, never. Honey. I can't. He's just, his coolness too strong for me. And I just, it, it's, when he talks, I get the Charlie Brown, wah, 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 wah. I, it just, I, I can't. My body won't let me receive his words. I don't think he needs to get shot. You think he needs to be shot? I'm waiting for him to get shot. No, remember he was that show, he was going in different parts of the black communities, having talks, and then turning around talking about, yeah, the problem is y'all motherfuckers is ignorant. And y'all don't be snitching when the police come around. And that's why Junebug knows he can shoot 10 people and get away with it. And it's your own fault. Well, that's absolutely not going to work. And, Charles, you know that. Because so these people have to live the there. So that's number one. Yeah, number two, he don't know. look like the, the smartest person ever. He's not the smartest person ever. They don't even look like, I feel like there are toddlers who manage to speak better than he does. Like, there are toddlers who can articulate ideas better than he can. Mm-hmm. Like, a stick at Elmer's Blue could. Oh, of course. Hands down. Mm-hmm. 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 So, um, Charles was at work or whatever. Um, commentating on sports, and he uh, has some criticism of LeBron James. So Charles thinks LeBron's weak because he left Cleveland to go to Miami in pursuit of a ring. But as we know, the Warriors blew a 3-1 and lead last year, and um, the Cleveland Cavaliers have are the um, current reigning NBA champs until – uh, this year, uh, so LeBron decided, motherfucker, you gonna put some respect on my hairline, <laughs> and um, yeah. So I was reading Very Smart Brothers, and they had a really pretty funny um, breakdown of the whole exchange between LeBron and Charles, and um, they even reminded me of some stuff that Charles did back in the day when I was a little girl, and I absolutely forgot, but he was Big Bad Barkley back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was like the Tasmanian devil of the NBA, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, to hear him talk now is just, like, where does he even get the nerve? Right. So let's see. After years of being fodder for Charles Barkley to comment on his role as an analyst on TNT's Inside the NBA, LeBron James has heard enough. He's a hater, <laughs> James told ESPN Barkley following the Cleveland Cavaliers' 104 to 97 loss to the Dallas Mavericks on Monday. What makes what he says credible? Because he's on TV? 
I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that, James told ESPN. <laughs> I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window, and I remember that. I never spit on a kid, and I remember that. <sighs> I never had an unpaid debt in Las Vegas, and I remember that. And I never said I'm not a role model, and I remember that. I never showed up All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. Now, that I don't remember. All I've done for my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble. Respected the game, Prince said. James, whose friendship was Wayne Wade, Chris Paul, and Carmelo Anthony have been called into question, recalled a wa- recall watching a 1993 NBA Finals game between Jordan's Chicago Bulls and Barclays Phoenix Suns, being surprised what he saw on the screen. Go watch the 93 finals when John Paxson hit the shot, James said. Barkley and Jordan were laughing and joking with each other during one of the games while somebody shooting a free throw in the finals. But, oh, nobody were friends back then. He had more words for Barkley, too. I know he wanted to retire a long time ago, but he can't, James said. He's stuck up on that stage every week. James then issued a challenge of sorts. As if this makes him want to talk to me, the schedule's out there, James said. He knows every road arena I'll be in. Don't just come up to me at All-Star and shake my hand and smile. Hmm. Hmm. That's funny shit. Okay, because the reality, I don't fuck with Charles Barkley. I ain't fuck with Charles Barkley. But his recent antics, his cleaning is just, no, I can't. I will not. I refuse. Yeah, I, think, I don't know enough about him. For one thing, he's he's way older, and so that's number one. <laughs> number two, I don't for And number three, like, he just doesn't, he just, when I do see him, he just does not come off as someone who's intelligent, someone who has read even two books. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, and then I, can, I don't like his accent. My thing is, it's true. He is unintelligent. He was of out of control. Mm-hmm. He, he did spit on people and children. He he was. He did talk about, I'm not a role model. It's not my job to raise your kids. And showed his ass. And LeBron, he really struck a nerve. I know he struck a nerve when he was like, oh, yeah, he want to retire and go home and lay down. He can't. So I was referencing back to him. Vegas that. <laughs> He's still going to lose this shit. Like, LeBron read him his right. Right. Did, did did Barkley right. ever follow up? That was the that was it? He he shut him up? I think so, from what I read, because I haven't been following it. But, yeah, what else is there to say after that? Right. Don't think you can't come back heart. from that because you, <laughs> you did those things. And back in the day, he was Big Bad Barkley, like. He was he was hot tempered and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I remember. And um Yeah, it just Hello? I'm here. Oh. Girl, I'm sitting up here trying to get my phone together. I thought I hung up for me. <laughs> you have Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, um, yeah, let's see. Let's get over into the next story or whatever. Do I need to queue up the organ? Huh? Do I need to queue up the organ? 
Mm-hmm. Praise and worship team, come to the front, please. Please come to the to the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get ready. Everybody thank the First Lady for sewing the um, praise team's outfits this week. <laughs> I, I just think maybe it's like the smaller churches. They mm-hmm. <laughs> just picking out the worst outfits. <laughs> 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 Like, you really want them to wear these these gloves all the way up to the elbows? Is that is that what we doing now? They are there to invoke the spirit, honey. Do not. Do not be tempting nobody with that elbow skin. That's too sexy. <laughs> not in my pastor's pulpit. <laughs> Elbow skin. <laughs> elbow skin. Six, okay. Sexy ass elbows. <laughs> oh my gosh. They be glistening up and shining up them elbows. So they sparkle. <laughs> Girl, stop talking about the praise team. Listen, that's how I begin saved when the praise team, because it sure ain't off the, uh, the scripture. They the ones. They the reason why you be walking up to the front during all. That's why everybody gets. Yes, that's why everybody gets saved. Y'all be honest. You know that get saved because of what the pastor was preaching. You get saved because you get caught up in the emotions of the songs and you start thinking mm-hmm. about how you want to change your life and that chorus mm-hmm. get to you and you be like, you know what? You, I'm, I'm gonna do this today. I'm giving my life because of the music. It's listen, listen. <laughs> It's all the music. It's okay. We've all uh, been there. It's the ministry. It's the music ministry. Exactly. It does exactly what it's supposed to. It ministers to you. And that's mm-hmm. okay. That's true. That's true. Okay. A Florida pastor flees naked and afraid, begs forgiveness for trip. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, give an honor to my Lord and Savior. husband came home early and found him having sex with the man's wife. The details of the January 17th episode outlined in a police report combined with Pastor Jermaine Simmons, oh shit, addressed <laughs> the Jacob Chapel congregation about the incident have been the subject of intense social media and internet buzz. The address, which was filmed and uploaded to YouTube by some in the congregation, has been seen by tens of thousands over the last week. In addition to his members, Simmons seemed to portray the portray the congregation himself as the victim. I'm hurting because I've hurt you, Simmons said, January 22nd. 
I can't speak to people on the outside. I am not Tallahassee's pastor. I am not Florida's pastor. I am Jacob Chapel's pastor. It hurts me that you have to defend my actions. You cannot defend sin, he continued to loud applause from the congregation. See, any long as you just, you know, could take some note right there, but, you know, R.I.P. <laughs> the scandal broke during the same week Simmons and the church were celebrating the 11th anniversary of his leadership. He was scheduled to hold a signing of his first book, I Need a Man which, according to his website's description, offers a fresh perspective on the issue of godly manhood and mentoring. Okay, girl, there's so many different ways that motherfucker title could just really tempt me to go left, but I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to stand <laughs> strong in this word. I need a man. Okay. Simmons, who is married and has a son, is well-known in Florida's capital city for addressing the physical and spiritual needs of college students in the downtrodden. Oh, I bet. He established a cold <laughs> night shelter that organizes the annual back-to-school bash, which collects and distributes backpacks and other school supplies for hundreds of Tallahassee children. However, his recent actions outside the pulpit have brought him unwanted attention. According to a Tallahassee police report, officers went to the Siena Square apartments on Capitol Circle Northeast in the middle of the afternoon of January 17th after a woman called to report that her husband was angry and had a handgun after he encountered his wife and Simmons having sex in the daughter's bedroom. Ooh, oh, you foul! Oh, oh the bed is... You I are you foul. Too. Oh, my God. You start clapping your ass. The man came home early after the school called him to pick up his sick son. The school had tried unsuccessfully to reach the wife. Bitch. Oh, Lord. According to the woman, Simmons came over to discuss starting a business and providing less fortunate kids with clothes and shoes, but they ended up in bed together. So when they told the woman, well, honey, you know, it starts off as just, you know. <laughs> like, I just need to know, like, how did that conversation go when she's like, you know, Pastor, I really want to donate these clothes and these shoes to kids, you know, who are less fortunate than we are. Like, how do you get mm-hmm. a sexual conversation based off of that? It's simple. If you want to get the kids clothes and fed, just lay on your back. <laughs> Pull your panties to the side. Let me slide through. Hey, that's my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is a relationship last October. After the husband interrupted the tryst, there's a full-blown affair, he yelled, I'm going to kill him, and ran to the master bedroom for his handgun. Simmons fled the apartment naked and hid behind a nearby fence. Oh, bitch. (laughs) He was naked hiding behind a fence. He was (laughs) He really was naked and afraid. (laughs) (laughs) He looked like 
Smokey in that ticket, too. Yes. And who was it? <laughs> Somebody, yeah. anybody who's ever listened to this, please do me a favor. Draw a picture of a nigga hiding behind the past to hold the Bible, hiding <laughs> behind the leaves, do this for me. Behind it was a nearby fence. Name is girl. The wife then called the police, and her husband left with Simmons' clothes, wallet, and car keys, which she threatened to drop off at the church. He also threatened to expose Simmons on Facebook. The wife told police her husband never threatened her, and she declined to press charges. Mm-hmm. Simmons also declined to press charges. State Attorney Jack Campbell, citing the interests of all involved, decided against prosecution. Lord have mercy. After phone negotiations with police, the husband arranged the return to return Simmons' belongings. The husband turned over the handgun to NAACP Tallahassee Branch President Dale Landry. <laughs> He had a tongue that was the end of And that ain't the blackest shit I ever heard. Shady. Oh, and then he didn't like black. My prayers to the families involved in the church and our community, said Landry. May God guide all our hearts and minds as we move through this period. God don't oh, have man. nothing to do with this. Stop it. All right. He just want to be in the man. It's like I gotta come up with something. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like and I bet he's still the pastor. Oh he yeah, still the pastor. And like, at what point do y'all sit him down? Because y'all set my black ass down for getting pregnant. So at what point do you sit the pastor down? Listen to this. Simmons, who has led the independent church since 2005, said he won't quit. What I want from God, I have already received. That's his forgiveness, Simmons said in his address. <laughs> what I'm asking of our members is your prayers and your forgiveness. In response, the congregation stood and applauded for several minutes. Oh, my God. Girl, he you must know. be fucking all them. He's fucking every single last woman up in that church. Because ain't no way, I just don't, I don't know what type of church that is, but ain't no way. Like, don't y'all have, most churches have a, um, the board and, you know, the bishop gets involved when stuff be fucking up down to the church. So Mm -hmm. y'all not going to call the bishop to sit his ass down because what he did was wrong. Like, I don't want to hear y'all make none other statement about the LGBT community and y'all let this motherfucker run about this married lady's house balls to the wall naked. Booty ball naked. Y'all pick and choose again. Pick and choose what bothers you. Mm -hmm. Naked ass. So that's the part. It's always the pastor doing some fuck shit, and they get yeah. and they're forgiven. They probably took up a collection for him. Oh lord, they did. I mean, my thing is, is like, what do these pastors be having to do? Right. 
Like, what it went like, I mean, they fucked the money up. They fuck everybody in the congregation. They give, they, they knock up the kids. They rape the boys. Like, I mean, they just out here running them up. Mhm. It's like they still here, doing whatever the fuck they want. Mhm. Lord have mercy. I need to be a pastor, <clears throat> girl. You know what? If you could, there's some pastors out there, honey. <laughs> some lady pastors. I know the I word too, so I would. I think I would be a good pastor. What's up with ministry? And don't say kidney heels because that has been rebuked, sister. Did you say kidney heels? <laughs> Hell <Yeah>. no. <laughs> honestly, I won't have no ministry because honestly, I would just I would just come there every day. I would just pick some random ass scripture and take up offerings. I would take up like four offerings every time. So on Sunday, I'm taking up four offerings. On Bible study, I'm taking up two offerings. And then on noonday prayer, I'm taking up an offering. I'm just here to get offerings. Oh, and I'm here for fellowship because I need the mothers to make me them rolls and that fried chicken and them green beans. That's all I'm here for. Um, Don't ask me to come. And do it's like I'm not here to bless your babies, right? I'm gonna sell my yeah. I'm we gonna sell these plates. We are gonna have a fish fry. Like I'm here to make. I'm specifically here to get this tax free money. Two little pieces of fish on everybody's plate, and the other half of fish that Sister Odell bought is going mysteriously to disappear out the back. Yes, Girl. absolutely. Yes, and you gonna get this roll. You are gonna get this yellow cake. This dry as fuck, and you're gonna get, you know, a little scoop, a little ice cream scoop of mac and cheese, a little ice cream scoop of green beans. I'm gonna put a little white piece of paper on it so your fish don't get soggy. Like, this is what I'm doing for y'all, and you're gonna get your watered down iced tea. And you're gonna go on out about your business for $10. Let's act like, you know, let's not act like this is, we're not used to this, because we are. Like, this is what we do. I'm just here for the money. I'm, I can't. <laughs> and I'm going to do it in a 7-Eleven because so, I want, you know, I want to lessen our overhead. Actually, I might do it in the hotel conference room, the small one, because I want the mm-hmm. overhead to be as tight as possible. Yeah. yeah I can dig it. I can absolutely dig it. Um, Let's see. Bitch ass Patriots uh, won. I don't know what that means. And um, I was revictimized because I hate I can't Tom help Brady. You here. <clears throat> You're saying words. I might as well be speaking French right now. I, I ridiculously despise Tom Brady. I hate his face. Who is that? Is he a white man? Yeah, he's a white man. Oh, then I really don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But I, what I'm looking forward to, though, are the black people on the team who are not going to um, the White House. 
because I believe, if I'm understanding this correctly, Tom Brady did not meet, did not go to the White House while um, Obama was president when he won the Super Bowl. So, fuck Who Tom didn't Brady. go? Tom Brady, the New England Patriots quarterback. Oh, when you said when Obama. But, so, but he's a Trump supporter, right? Mm-hmm. But his wife, Okay, this is much I do know. His wife is Giselle Bunchkin, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, she's a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-mm. Goes all the way back to what we said. You bitches is stupid. I don't you Tom Brady's and Matthew McConaughey's Motherfucking Matthew McConaughey. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <clears throat> do y'all ever, just, white men, before y'all go out to make these statements, do you ever fucking run it past your foreign wife? Do you? And you, you too, Steve Harvey. Y'all black as fuck. But do you ever say, let me. I might be the only person thinking like this. Let me run it past my spouse. Let me get a peer revision right quick, right fast. Y'all don't ever think to do that? Like, you never take into consideration how your wife would feel when you're out here making these statements, when you're out here showing support and solidarity for the adversary? Y'all don't – I could not be married to someone like that. Well, that's, just- mm-hmm. that's a very yeah. They have to know. They have to know the the. Okay, so the travel ban, or well, Matthew McConaughey, his wife, is she South American or is she um, Mexican? They don't know. They don't care. They all speak Spanish. I used to know. I used to know. Well, the point I'm making mm-hmm. is that white people don't care. That, but that is, yeah, they don't. <clears throat> the point and is, is like, that she's not from here and she speaks Spanish. So when they see her, they're going to tell her ass to go back to Mexico. She could be from Guatemala, for all we know. They're going to tell her ass to go back to Mexico. Trump's building a wall. How do you marry someone of another nationality and learn nothing? Right. <clears throat> Just nothing. But do you even care to one know? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's like, you know, you're not like those those people you know you're different or maybe he does make jokes about her being the maid probably that too i can see it Mhm. Mhm. it's something i don't know but i mean oh. i'm over here living in my my lane living my life right um, Mhm. 
No. Let me see. Was there anything else? Mm-mm, that's all the fuckery from last week. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So <laughs> that's what's happening. Um, we'll be back later on at some point. <laughs> thanks for buying shirts thanks for supporting us join our Absolutely. facebook group follow us on instagram at cook simmons at t underscore and underscore incense um we're on facebook find us if you want to we may not approve you but still um we're on twitter we're everywhere. Share our podcast episodes. You know, talk shit about us if you want to. Just share it when you talk shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. Leave a five-star comment and talk shit. Do that, too. Like, I'm okay with that. Gooch is okay with that now, so... Remember, she is the invisible bully. Don't be looking shocked at people when she comes up on you. Long bow. Pass me outside. How about that? Dude, I hate this shit. My dude is stuck in my head and I don't want to see. I'm so angry. But that little baby, that little baby, like, she just, she's my spirit person. Like, she's just, she's an inner me. She's who I was as a child. She's freaking adorable. But anyway, she killed it. Follow us on the social medias. We in these internet streets. We'll see y'all yeah. when we see y'all. <laughs> we'll be we'll be back. We'll holler at y'all. Yes, we'll be high when we come back. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> Gosh, how about that? All right, I'm gone. All right, bye. And bye. Thank <laughs> you.